Johnny. And this is the Ghost, Ghost Loves Podcast. Number 11. Whoa. Back in the USA. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, We're yeah. headed up to Portsmouth. Yep. New, New Hampshire. Hampshire. One of our favorite places to go. It is. It's a lovely town. We love it. So many good people there. And just the press room. We need to play the press room. Yeah, our favorite club there just reopened a little while ago, and they've uh, rebuilt rebuilt it. And it's a it's like an old brick Mariner style uh, seafaring bar restaurant where you would go to like dr- drink with the captains of the ships that just came in, you know. And they have a music club upstairs, which I guess because of its proximity to Boston and New York, became really a kind of a happening spot. And uh, especially the jazz scene, but then they've had a lot of different music there too. So we love going there. Yeah, I think for a while there had an ordinance that they had to have music. That's what they told us that, yeah, they actually, it was a deal that they had with the city that to be a bar that they had to have live music seven nights a week in the bar. So I don't know what that's all about, but I think that dates back some time because it's a colonial city. I don't think that that, it goes back to colonial times, but yeah pretty interesting at least it's a good story so yeah they have music seven nights a week they have celtic jams and jazz and rock shows rap shows um, djs it's a really cool place i hope it's i think it's still going to be cool i bet it's just going to be even better now yeah we don't know what exactly they did to remodel it or update it i think it's pretty different upstairs really yeah i think they really put in a bigger stage and oh wow yeah so we'll see Hopefully, it always sounded good, but hopefully the toilet doesn't stink anymore. And hopefully it's not as hot. Yeah, that too. Because, yeah, um, when was it we were playing there in the summer one year? Oh, I had to run off stage. Yeah, it, we were so overheated. I got overheated, <laughs> and to be fair, I had to eat the clam chowder for dinner, and I don't usually eat that kind of food, and that was bad. Clam chowder, overheated, working out on stage, stuffy, but it was a fun show. Yeah, he ran off stage and I did some guitar. I was like, do a guitar solo. solo. And just killed some time and then he came, he went <laughs> to the back. I went to the, porch, the, the, the uh, fire escape in the back and got you some know, fresh air real quick. Got some back. air, got over my heaves. I didn't actually puke, luckily, until I felt like it. And, um, and I, But see, I was on stage thinking, God, if I throw up on this stage right now. It's gonna end this show. No one's gonna hang out for that. Oh my god! Because the, it we're all packed just a hot, in, sweaty really mess. tight, tightly packed in. Yeah. So none of that tonight. Nope. But yeah, tonight's gonna be really fun. We're playing with Dan Blakesley and his band. We haven't played with him before, but we know his band really well. Yeah. So that's gonna be super fun. And super fun. Uh, yeah. So let's see. Last we left you, we were on our way back from Europe. We've been super busy ever since. We've been even had to, we took like one half half of a day. We got a breath. Yeah, it's been real busy because we were uh, on. We filmed a TV show, so that was really fun. So let me tell you how that worked out. We had to get up super early. First of all, it almost got canceled, and we didn't know until we we figured it was canceled until 12.30 the night before. And so we hadn't prepared as much as we had, we should have because we needed to pack everything up. We had a gig the next day. And anyway, so at 12.30 the 
in the morning, the night, you know, before. We got the call. We got the call. Okay, actually, it's back on. And we're like, yeah. so you need to be there at 8.30 tomorrow morning. And we're just like, oh, oh my no. God. We were so tired. So we did what we could, and we got everything packed up as much as we could. We got, we got there on time. got a few hours of sleep. Now let's talk about the journey there. So the next morning, we get up super early. Marat Carly's parents' place is out in the country. Yeah. So and, visiting them. Yeah, and we were picking up Dakota because Dakota needed to be on the TV show with us. So we were getting some stuff, and I and I uh, we went down and, and loaded up some equipment, and we came back, and I stepped out of the van, and I stepped onto the porch over a coral snake who, like, slithered by right underneath my foot. You were pretty barefoot. I was bare. Yeah, I, I just had on like some slip-on shoes. I didn't even have pants on, and I screamed, and it was it was just right there. My adrenaline shot up, and I was just like freaking and out. And I could tell your scream was real, like it wasn't like a mouse or something. Like I was on the I was in the van, and I when you screamed like that, I was like, oh man, something's actually really going down over here. Like this is serious. So the coral snake is the most venomous snake or the second the most most venomous snake in North America and the second most venomous in the entire world their their mouths are small they're, but they're not they're not as, they're not considered as dangerous as a rattlesnake because they're not technically not as aggressive and also their venom delivery system is not as effective as a rattler yeah rattlers teeth um, they can like, well, they just strike you, and they it, strike and it you super and shoots venom into they you. They pull it out. Yeah. And like, they hit you like, several times, and every time they hit you, you get venom. But a coral snake actually latches on you, uh, and the longer it's latched on you, the more venom you get. But most people, by the time they, a coral snake gets latched on, you just rip it off. You just, usually you don't get too much venom, but still, the venom is very, very, very poisonous, and it will result in paralysis of your um, your lungs and your whole body and um a nervous system and yeah everything. if you don't get treated and you don't yeah. um, you could you could die so i consider it a dangerous snake just because it'll put you in the hospital for days you know and could kill you if you didn't get the right treatment so so it was super scary but johnny you know johnny killed it killed it because it was right there on the porch you know and it's just a dangerous thing now okay we if you ever see a snake that has red and yellow next to it red yellow and or and black sorry red yellow and black red red and yellow kills a fellow there's a snake that looks similar um where the red and yellow don't touch so don't worry about those as much but this one was actually a coral snake how could you really have time to look though because it happened so fast you know you really well it, it was going the other way but it was trying well i had to kill go. it because i didn't want it getting under the porch yeah it was Honestly, going towards saw, under the porch if i was on a hike somewhere and i saw a coral snake i'm gonna leave it alone but if it's on the porch of a house that people are living in and walking over every day and it's living under, i mean you gotta do something and it sucks to have to kill something but you just you can't risk it because it could kill your pets you can, if there was a child there you know child's are more susceptible to the venom and and a mess of snakes yeah so we killed the coral snake and we we're both freaking out i get i got it with a shovel and then uh so then we got dakota and we started headed we headed to well i put the coral snake in a, a freezer in your parents freezer so they could make a happy enough yeah, then we got Dakota loaded up. We were still all adrenaline pumping. And we got throughout down the road. And then we were about 20 minutes out of 
Austin where we needed to be. We were running late because of the whole running snake late. episode. Snake made us late. And then Dakota starts pawing me, like, from the back of the van, putting his paw on me and making that little whine sound. He did it once. He did it one time. And then he did, like, his little yip bark. And I was like, oh, he's got to go. That's his bathroom sign. He's a really smart dog. Let you know. He doesn't make noise unless he's got a reason. Like, he doesn't, he's not a useless barker. I love that about him. He's so cool. And his paw, he doesn't do the paw thing ever, not even to be affectionate. It's only when he has to go to the bathroom. So we knew he had to go, but it wasn't a good place to pull over. And we kept on the saying, highway. okay, hang on, buddy. Like We'll be there in 20 minutes. Just hold on. Hold and we're on. like, we'll find a place. We'll find a place. And all of a sudden, he couldn't hold it anymore. <laughs> he just totally unloaded in the van. It was horrible. He it was everywhere. horrible. Luckily, I had put a plastic mat down, so we were able to just pull that out and pour his bucket of water on it and deal with it but it was just a mess and we were so that made us even more late but even then by the time we got there um, it was cool it was at Arlen Studios we we loaded in we set up you know they did a live sh shots of us playing and we can't talk at all about the TV show it's on a big network but we can't talk about it at all we can't say anything to give you any idea of what it's about but we will when we hear if it's going to come out so or when it'll come out but it was really beautiful. We were really excited because we're going to be on TV, Mom. Yeah. Mom, I'm going to be on TV. <laughs> it went really well. And um, because of what had happened that morning, we decided to do our snake song, which is a song we haven't recorded yet. But um, we'll probably be recording it in August. But it just, you know, it, yeah. we were like, what song should we do? And we were like, okay. That was a sign. We got to do the snake yeah, song. Yes, so we did the snake song. And then, um, yeah, then we went to San Antonio that same night. We were so tired. And, yeah, Because, uh, you know, we're just jet lagged. We're, I think we're on like three to four hours average of sleep of the last couple of weeks. And just kind of running hard. But yeah, getting definitely. a lot done. That's yeah, cool, man. Getting you know? a lot done. Getting on TV. Getting TV's going to be good. Getting, getting on, gigs done. And, yeah, man. Uh, we played San Antonio at yeah. our favorite little, um, really great place called Bang Bang Bar. And it's um, run by... Uh, girls from they were in girl in a coma is that band done yeah and then now they have a band called Faya, and they're just rad and they have great taste and their club is beautiful and yeah we played with a really cool band from austin rock and roll band they opened up and they were we are the asteroid yeah we are members the asteroid. of uh, butthole surfers and other bands they were really good they that was cool. a fun they were pretty fun metal show. weren't they they were kind of like sabbath yeah. Uh, they had that Sabbath, scary Sabbath thing going on. But then they also had some just kind of weird punk kind of rock songs. Yeah, the bass was player fun. was like drilling on himself at one part. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Like he knew he was, he just didn't care. Yeah, they were rocking. He was drilling. You know, you know a band's good if one member's drilling. It's usually the drummer. Usually drummers went drilling. Yeah, usually. Yeah. yeah. But the last night it was the bass player. He was rocking it. He didn't give a shit. But so, yeah, our show was fun. We we were definitely jet lagged and tired, so it's hard to tell how it feels. Like I can't. People seemed into it, and they all stuck around. We gave us an encore and bought merch, like a lot of merch. So it must have been good. But from my perspective, it was horrible. I know the sound wasn't great for us on stage, and so which was partially our fault. I think maybe I don't know. Something was up with your pedal, maybe. Well, yeah. And the thing is, it was our first gig back to playing our equipment, and you know, for thirty-something shows, we were playing this other equipment, 
you know, other guitars. Yeah, there's a little bit of getting used to there. Yeah, so it was just kind of a little, it felt bumpy, but I think overall it went over well, but it was just, um, it was like a hard show. It was just for us. Yeah, hey, I was just sore and tired. Yeah, exactly. We were sore, tired, jet lagged. The sound was difficult and we were just like getting through it. I but... think it that, that little burst of whatever at one point. The burst of a little the good stuff. energy burst. Yeah. It's like the whole reason we play shows is just that adrenaline. Like, if anyone ever just figures out how to just can that feeling, we could just not play shows. And just drink it. But yeah, I, just go go to the bar and it. just pass it around. Yeah, everybody gets some. It's a show feeling. So then we went and slept about five hours and got up and did more shooting with the TV show on Saturday and finished in the evening. And then, then we were off. And we had two days off. Yeah. And now we're in New York. That was exhausting. I mean just it was draining that man i have a lot of respect for people who do that all the time like crew members because there's just it's such a demanding environment because so much money is being spent so i feel like you just have to everyone has to deliver at their top level like the sound and the camera guys and the director and everybody it's just there's no room for being a shithead on one of those like a set like that you know what i mean yeah yeah it's just everyone it's full there's out. A lot, there's a lot of pressure, I guess. It's a lot of pressure to deliver because there's so much at stake for yeah. people. I mean, at least in my perspective. I don't know. From a studio's perspective, it's not that much money. But like, you're probably talking tens of thousands of dollars worth of crew and gear and lights and hotels and meals. And, oh, yeah. And this was pretty... It's quite the production. Yeah, it was, you know, it wasn't the... But anyways. Well, we'll keep you updated on that and let you know. We're really excited, guys. We're hoping. Yeah, we're going to be on TV. TV, Mom. I'm on TV. And Grandma. This is big. Grandma, I'm going to be on TV. So, um, yeah, anyways, we just wanted to give you a quick update. Uh, We'll we'll touch back with you after these few gigs. Let's see. We're in uh, Portsmouth tonight, then tomorrow in uh, Providence, Rhode Island, and then in New York on Sunday in New York City and Manhattan. Yeah, we're doing a Stiv Bader's tribute show and we're opening and the trash bags are playing and Cheetah Crumb's going to be there. So if anybody, if any of those names ring a bell, you guys should go if you're in New York. Yeah, Bowery Electric. It's pretty special. That place is really cool. They've got a, like a nice scene happening there. Yeah, they do. And, uh, good people. Good sound. Good room. Yeah. Good, uh, Jesse Malin owns it. He'll probably be there. I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But yeah, anyways, guys, we love you very much. We love you guys. We'll Thanks to everybody who uh, ordered some t-shirts from us. Oh, yeah, that was tour. cool. The leftover. There's still some left if you guys want. We have those European tour t-shirts. You should order one. It keeps us going, you know. Yeah, we'll probably sell the rest of those tonight. We're basically just There's t-shirt salesmen who play music. Yeah, that's true. At this point. But, anyways, buy our t-shirts and buy our t-shirts. Uh, go to our website. Check it out. We have all sorts of merchandise on our website. Yeah, someone buy something. Dang yeah, it, buy something. It. Dang it. So we can go buy some... Burritos. Tacos, burritos, you name it. Tequila. Mescal. Ooh, mescal. All right, bye. Okay, love you, bye. Okay, bye.